And I think that's a common struggle is, you know, sure, we could all say like, yeah, you definitely need to have more calories. Mm-hmm. You want to gain muscle. But just like we talk about, and I know I've said this previously, you can't just do it when you're a bariatric, mm-hmm. you know, athlete or someone that's trying to move more. You can't do it. So it's, it makes it more challenging um, where we have to either eat more frequently or we have to focus in on where are we going to strategize with these carbohydrates that we have to get in? Do we just focus pre and post? I mean, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, and I know that you and I have really, ta- you know, worked through that because yeah. when you and I started, I was looking back at your, my fitness palette. Again, you're so dedicated to your journaling. Um, but again, it was such great data. It was so helpful. Yeah. But you were about 900 or so, 900,000. And I remember when we started, you were drinking less than 64 ounces yeah. a day of fluids and yeah. you were just really feeling tired. Yeah. I think you said, you told me you felt like you were in kind of like a daze or, yeah. you know, a brain fog, I think is what mm-hmm. you'd said. Um, is that, am I remembering yeah. that correctly? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. yeah. How did you feel in the workouts when you were working out at that amount? What were, how are you feeling? You know, I, I, I was thinking about that because I worked out tonight on the way home. I just, now that I'm fueling correctly, I'm so much more engaged in my workout. I, I'm not just trying to get through it and get it done. I'm actually thinking about my form and thinking about it. So I had a PR today because oh great yeah, I did on my deadlift 65 pounds so I was excited awesome <laughs> yeah so, um yeah so that's the difference it's being you know being present and 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 I, I don't know how else to explain it um and yeah. it's just between getting my hydration in and also, you know, the nutrition that I need. And it's just, it's like night and day. Hi, welcome to the Active Bariatric Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Tirapelli, a bariatric sports dietitian, and I help post-bariatric clients achieve their fitness goals through better nutrition and addressing the problems that come from typical bariatric and sports nutrition advice that just don't work for an active bariatric lifestyle. Welcome to episode 18 of the Active Bariatric Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Tirapelli. Today, I am excited to have one of my amazing clients, Lori Dustin, also known as Pipestone Lori on Instagram. Lori is living and loving life after bariatric surgery. She had the Ruin Y gastric bypass in December of 2021 at 60 years old. She has lost almost 100 pounds, 98.4 to be exact, from her highest weight. But that loss was not as important as all the gains. The ability to move is the biggest gain of all. Lori trains at CrossFit three times per week and has signed up for a 5K foam run the first weekend of June on Vancouver Island in Canada. Through therapy, her bariatric community, and the support of her family and friends, she is well on her way to her goal of living a great story. Thanks so much for joining me today, Lori. Hi there. How are you? Hi. I'm good. I'm so glad to have you on. I know we've talked about this, you know, before today, getting you on here and sharing your journey. So I appreciate it. You're welcome. So, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about um, why you decided to have bariatric surgery when you did and talk to us a little bit about how it's changed your life. Well, I've got a story just like everybody has a story. Um, Of course, at my age, I have a lot of chapters to my story, so I will try to keep it short. Um, Back in 2021, I had um, my 60th birthday, which is a milestone birthday. And about a month before that, I had um, a friend pass away, and it was the third friend within a 12-month period. And these are friends that 
I was going to get around to seeing, um, it'd been three or four years since I've seen them and they were gone. Then I turned 60 and I stepped back and said, okay, something, something's got to give here. This isn't, I wasn't happy. Um, I was sort of sitting and spinning and I just needed to make a change. And so I usually don't do things in a small way. So when I took the deep dive, I made a few different changes. Um, I owned a business and it's not a business that I wanted to own. So I decided that I was going to transfer that um, to my boys. And I was in a relationship um, that wasn't suiting me or doing me well. And so I ended the relationship. It was a nine year relationship. And I decided that I needed to get rid of a hundred pounds. And so I decided to have bariatric surgery. So that's sort of the short chapter. I mean, there's a lot of other things in there, but that um, that's really why I decided to do that. And it's been a huge change for me. I'm 14 months post-op and um, everything that I hoped would happen has happened. Um, so I'm just really excited um, with the whole process and with the outcomes so far. Good. Gosh, I love to hear that. Yeah. I mean, I think um, a lot of times, and I, and I heard this when I used to work in clinic that, you know, mm -hmm. oh, I'm mm -hmm. You know, I'm 50 or I'm 55. I can't have bariatric surgery. And in your case, you said you were 60. And, um, you know, I think that that age just being a number, just like the pounds on the scale and, and that just being a number and, and not letting it define, you know, what you wanted to do with your life. I mean, I, I think that's such a powerful message. And, I, and I'm so glad that you're on here to share that today. Well, I would say, um, you know, for me, turning 60 in my head, um, since that's the side of my brain that works is that financial computing side. I'm like, all right, I'm going to yeah. live to be 90. I've lived two thirds of my life. I have a third left. What that, what am I going to do with that? And so that's really, you know, what I'm looking at is, you know, you make your own opportunities and that's what yeah. I decided to do. I love that. Well, let's talk a little bit about your fitness journey too, because another thing that I think you do that is so impressive is you go to CrossFit, which, you know, I'm going to be honest, that's uh, for a lot of folks, it, you know, CrossFit sounds intimidating or, you know, that those type of hit workouts, maybe for some folks they're like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. Tell us a little bit about your fitness journey. Did you work out before you had surgery? Was that like part of your life? So I always tried to work out. Um, <laughs> it's just, yeah, I wasn't always very successful at it. When I was 50, I decided I was going to run a 5k um, when I was 50. Okay. And so I went to a Y and I did the couch to 5k. And unfortunately, or fortunately, I had to do it twice because it just didn't get just didn't get there the first time. And I did run my first 5k in my 50th year. Um, it was a 5k and a 10k. I was the second to last over the finish line. And a lot of the 10k people finished before me, but I finished. So I was excited. Yeah. And um, then I ended up moving and um, back to my hometown to take over my family's business. And um, everything was very busy down here. I had my parents had health issues. Um, they both ended up, you know, within a few years, passing away within 18 months of each other, there was just a lot going on. But about four years ago, I saw an ad for our CrossFit gym, and they had a boot camp. 
And I thought, oh, okay, it's time to get started. I want to do this. Um, so I did go to their boot camp at the CrossFit gym where I'm going right now and fell in love with the community, but um, had some physical limitations um, being 100 pounds more than what I am sitting right now or not quite 100 pounds, but that's another story. Um, yeah. And I had hip issues. I just, my hip hurt. And so yeah. um, 2020, two days before they shut down for COVID, I had my right hip replaced. And um, after that happened, really with COVID and everything else, my whole fitness routine, just it just was non-existent. But it was sure. something that in the back of my mind, I always said that I wanted to get back to. And again, it was CrossFit, and we can talk more about that, but it's the community as much as it is the workout. Yeah, the support. And I know you and I have talked about this when we've had our sessions together, that the the coaches there are really great about helping modify yes. the workouts, um, you know, for any limitations that you might have. Yep, that's correct. I, um, you know, when I started the whole process and wanted to go back, I was, of course, um, I was just scared shitless, basically. Um, sure. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't blame I you. Like, I know that's hard. Oh my God. You know, cause here I am, you know, four years older, but I was, you know, I, I yeah. had started losing weight and had lost a significant amount of weight and I felt like I could do it. So what I did is I went in, but I went in with a personal trainer to the CrossFit gym. I didn't jump right into the classes and my personal trainer, um, Amanda, was fabulous and she understood what my hip issues were and sure. so i had weakness in my hip flexor and my glutes on my right side where i had my hip replaced and it was just you know lack of use um being afraid to use it and i wasn't i was not able to walk up and down stairs very easily when i first started cr sure. crossfit so mm -hmm. i spent I think six weeks personal training with her and just as a little side, I also had her show me everything because I didn't want to be embarrassed when I first went back into CrossFit. Sure. <laughs> so, no, that's smart. That's that way you kind of know what the movements yeah, are. That's just yeah. how I am. And um, so between working with her two or three times a week, strengthening when I needed strengthen and her showing me what I did needed to do once I was finished, then I, made the jump and I um, have a membership at the CrossFit gym. That's awesome. I, I love how you kind of did that. So you didn't jump right into the, you know, three times no. a week that you're doing now. You worked in the, with a the personal trainer one-on-one. -on -one. You were able to have more of a focused on, you know, what you specifically need. Then you were able to go, because I know when you and I started working together, I think you had just started going twice a week. Yes. Wasn't that right? Yep. When you went to the classes? Yep. Yeah. And you, and you built up now, tell us a little bit about what your, your fitness goals are, you know, right now or moving forward. What, what, when you rejoined CrossFit, what were you hoping to gain? Um, basically, <laughs> uh, muscle definition. And, yeah. um, I've done the research and on it, and I know even at my age, I can do, you know, I can get muscle and I can do muscle definition. Um, as part Absolutely. of my bariatric journey, I, again, a lot of things for me were, was age related. And I thought, well, I won't ever get plastics because, you know, I'm 60, I'm single, you know, it's just, 
I just didn't, it wasn't something I was thinking of. Well, now that my body composition is changing and the skin is sort of moving different places and I'm starting to feel better about myself physically, now I'm starting to think that there may be some plastics in my future. So um, it's not going to happen. I want a full year of um, at least CrossFit. Um, Mm -hmm. I really, you and I have had the conversation that I like CrossFit a lot, but I would like yeah. to have some more muscle gain and muscle definition. And mm-hmm. um, CrossFit is good for me because of that combination of um, cardio and um, lifting. So mm-hmm. um, I may, I'm going to give the CrossFit six months and then I'll talk to the gym owner there and see if there's something different I can do to work on more of the weightlifting. And if not, then maybe a Mm -hmm. different program, um, because that's the part I really enjoy, which I think a lot of people would agree, you know, and for me, doing weight bearing exercises is really important to keep my bone density. Um, You know, I take all my vitamins, I get all my my tests to make sure my calcium and everything is is where it needs to be. But that weightlifting piece is really important as I, as I, um, I don't know if I want to call it age, get older, whatever. Yeah. As I move forward. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. And I love that you, I love that you are looking towards, you know, Hey, I do want to gain more muscle definition. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, in, in, previous folks that I've had on here, you know, everybody has to find what works for them in terms of what they enjoy. What are their goals? Do they want to be around more of a community? Are they more of a, hey, I'd I'd rather just work out on my own or one-on-one with somebody? And I love that you're bringing to the table, you know, um, you know, when you started, you started one-on-one, but you like the community, you you knew the community, Mm -hmm. you know, before the surgery, then you had it, you wanted to go back into that supportive environment, which I think for a lot of folks can be helpful. And some people, you know, uh, might think that that's, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to be around other people when they're working out. And some people like that, you know, so I appreciate that you're, you're sharing that. Um, and you also, I wanted to say, um, when you had your surgery versus when you started going back to the gym, how long of, how long of time was that Hmm. before you started lifting again? It was, it was, I wasn't quite a year, but I was probably, and because I started, looking for a person like you to help me and it had to be October-ish so I would say I was yeah nine ten months out yeah and before that I was walking so I was participating in step bets I was walking at you know I have a membership at Planet Fitness and I was doing Zumba on yeah that's awesome so a lot of the and I and I think in listening to your podcast listening to a lot of people you know, cardio seems to be that initial thing that we all do. Um, And so that's what I did. And then I moved into um, CrossFit. Yeah. So let's talk then about your intake, because, you know, with a um, ruin Y gastric bypass, it can be even a little bit more so challenging to fuel workouts, um, you know, incorporating more carbohydrate rich foods around workouts and, and you know, at meals and things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I've had other clients that have had the gastric bypass, it, it just it can be a little bit more challenging sometimes, um, you know, in terms of what they can tolerate. 
how did you, you know, when we first started together and, and, and I'm not just saying in November, but even prior to that, did you start making some changes around like when you're walking or when you started going back, what kind of, how were you feeling at that point? I have, I would say I've struggled with, um, my nutrition almost right out of the gate. Um, I felt like I didn't have enough information on macros and, and again, that side of my brain, that's how I, I work. I'm a spreadsheet gal and I like to see the numbers and I like to understand what I'm doing. And, um, you know, so I was hitting, you know, I use my fitness pal and up until my birthday last week, I think I had 410 days in a row. (laughs) Yes, you did. Because it's data to me, and that's how I watch it. And I was um, hitting my protein goals. The other, I guess, issue I have is I don't cook. And so the combination of not cooking for myself and trying to figure out how to eat appropriately, especially to fuel so that I could move and and right. get out there. And so I struggled with that, um, you know, through Berry Nation and um, some other dietitians, I was able to piece together um, some things and, um, you know, and, and I, I got myself to 800 calories and, you know, thought I was doing yep. really well. And that was basically, it was protein um, more yep. than anything. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't, um, doing the carbs and, and fat, fat, I always struggled to get fat in. And you and I talked about that because from a diet perspective, I'm from an age where low fat was the diet that I was, you know, back in the day when I was in my thirties or whatever, that's what it was. It was snack wells and fat was taken out of everything. And so, and I laugh because we talked about too with Rob that you've had on here. Rob's always like, I never have enough you know, I need more for my fats. And me, I'm like, you can right. have some of mine because I never get mine. <laughs> right, right. But I right. think it's just, you know, it just shows sort of a, a change through the ages as um, we figure out diet wise, nutrition wise, as the science rolls along, you know, when we know yeah. better, we do better. And that's important. And so now I still struggle because I gave up everything that had fat in it. You know, I don't use butter. I don't use creamer. I don't, you know, everything. So, yeah. So I've struggled with my nutrition, um, you know, until you and I got together and really took a dive into it and you understood what my plan was. And um, my restriction is very very much there. And so that's a another piece of the puzzle. It's not only here, you need to just eat some more. It's like, oh, I'd love to eat some more, but I can't. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Can't do it. Sorry. Not that easy. Yeah. No, I know. And I think that's a common struggle is, you know, sure, we could all say like, yeah, you definitely need to have more calories. Mm -hmm. You want to gain muscle. But just like we talk about, and I know I've said this previously, you can't just do it when you're a bariatric, Mm -hmm. you know, athlete or someone that's trying to move more. You can't do it. So it makes it more challenging um, where we have to either eat more frequently or we have to focus in on where are we going to strategize with these carbohydrates that we have to get in? Do we just focus pre and post? I mean, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's, and I know that you and I have really, you know, worked through that because 
because when you and I started, I was looking back at your my fitness palette. Again, you're so dedicated to your journaling. Um, but again, it was such great data. It was so helpful. Yeah. But you were about nine hundred or so, nine hundred thousand. And I remember when we started, you were drinking less than sixty four ounces yeah. a day of fluids, and yeah. you were just really feeling tired. Yeah. I think you said you told me you felt like you were in kind of like a daze or yeah. you know a brain fog. I think is what mm-hmm. you'd said. Um, is that am I remembering yeah. that correctly? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Yep. How did you feel in the workouts when you were working out at that amount? What were, how are you feeling? You know, I, I, I was thinking about that because I worked out tonight on the way home. I just, now that I'm fueling correctly, I'm so much more engaged in my workout. I, I'm not just trying to get through it and get it done. I'm actually thinking about my form and thinking about it. So I had a PR today because oh great yeah, I did on my deadlift 65 pounds so I was excited awesome <laughs> yeah so, um yeah so that's the difference it's being you know being present and 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 I, I don't know how else to explain it um and yeah. it's just between getting my hydration in and also, you know, the nutrition that I need. And it's just, it's like night and day. Really? Yeah. I was, I was looking at our notes from our last uh, session together and I had even said in there, you know, continue doing your 80 to 90 ounces, you know, per day. Like you're, you're easily doing that now. And I remember in the beginning you were like, I I really struggle with this. Mm -hmm. And can you tell us, how did you increase your fluids? I am just, if you don't mind, I know it's not on our question (laughs) list, but you know, how did you um, get that in? Throwing you for a loop. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I can, I can answer on the fly. Um, A couple different things. So I've read Atomic Habits and I know that having my water needs to be a habit. So I love my coffee in the morning. So before I can have my cup of coffee, I have to have 20 ounces of water in the morning, period. Love that. I can't even turn the coffee machine on until that water is gone. And then I'm also using flavorings. So just different sugar-free flavorings are helpful sure. to me. Um, and I count, I count my coffee as my part of my fluids because yeah, I make it with water. It's just bean water. So yeah. that's what I call it. Yeah. Um, and then on the nights that I work out on my drive home, I drink 20 ounces of water on my drive home so that I'm rehydrating. Um, the hardest thing for me, and we've talked about that is I'm 14 months out and I still don't have my hunger hormones back. So I have to plan my eating and time my eating because being hungry isn't a part of my life again yet. Hopefully it won't be for a while. I actually enjoy not feeling hungry, but it is a problem when you're trying to fuel and, and eat what you need to eat. Yeah. Because as you and I've talked, there's been a time probably a couple of weeks ago when the day got away from me and I had to go exercise and I was like, holy crap, I've not eaten what I'm supposed to right. eat. And I yep. felt like crap too mm-hmm. at my, mm-hmm. you know, so it makes a difference. Yeah, now that you've been practicing, you know, eating yes. on, you know, you've been eating on a more consistent schedule, yep. you're very diligent. And we're going to talk about that. Uh, your pre and your post workout, yep. you know, fueling, you've been timing everything. Um, you know, you can notice a difference now yep. because you know how it feels when you do feel good. And like today, you're having a PR because you're, you're more mindful as you're working out, you mm-hmm. have the energy, you're able to pay attention. You're not just like, Oh, God, let this be over. You yes. know, you can actually really focus and 
I love to hear that because that's, yeah, I think, you know, we always talk about, um, you know, progress, not perfection and that consistency of going, Mm -hmm. maybe every workout's not awesome, but if over time you're consistent with going, you're consistent with your fueling and you're eating enough to be able to go in and push yourself, you're going to be able to see those PRs Mm -hmm. because all those previous times where you went in there and you just, you did the work that adds up and it's, it's giving you those results. I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just going to say too, real quick, Lori. So when we started, like I said, you were around the 900, a thousand, I think. And then our first goal together was to just try to get to 1200. Mm -hmm. So for those of you listening, I know uh, you might be thinking, Oh, if I work with Kim, she's going to put me on some really high amount. No. Remember we talk all the time about small, you know, um, realistic steps up that are attainable. Because I remember when we said at 12, you were like, Oh man, you know, this is going to be, oh, gonna remember, it was going to be challenging. <laughs> yeah. And we set it for 110 to 120 grams of protein in a day, uh, 90 to 100 grams of carbohydrate in a day, 40 to 50 grams of fat per day. And the goal was also just try to increase more fluids. Mm-hmm. And talk about how that felt on that first step up. How did that go? It, it took me, I think, two weeks yeah. to get there. And it was just little incremental things. And I, I actually pushed myself a little bit. So, um, you know, I, I increased the amount of food I was eating at the time, just a little bit, just to add enough. And I got through it, um, and was able to sort of get used to that piece of it. Um, I also started eating more often. So, Mm -hmm. and you know, hitting the protein goals, even now, I know we're going to talk about the next level I went up to. I still use protein bars and protein drinks because for Mm -hmm. me, I am more concerned right now because of working out and what I want to do from a muscle perspective of making sure I hit my macros. And because my tiny tummy doesn't want to allow me all the time to do that, it does fine with protein drinks and some protein so it's not my main course, but I definitely right. at 14 months post-op, I still use it because it helps me hit my macros. Right, right. And um, I know when we talked again in December, our next goal was to focus on this pre and post-workout mm-hmm. nutrition. Um, tell us a little bit about your timing, if you don't mind, sure. because as we just talked about, yeah, we increased. Um, and and so one of the ways that we were able to get in a little more calories was we added in a pre-workout snack, or we made sure mm-hmm. that we're getting that in, you know, in the hour or so before, hour and a half or so. Yep. Tell us a little bit about your schedule in a day. So right now, I'm going to CrossFit Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and the class is at 4.30. And so Mm -hmm. on my little mind spreadsheet, I had to back it up. (laughs) And so about 2.30, I will have 20 ounces of something. And sometimes I throw um, an electrolyte type drink in there with it or mix Mm -hmm. into it. But I have 20 ounces at least of water about 2.30. At Mm 3.30, I will eat something. Um, I use a Lara bar which is plant-based it's higher in carbs and it and it's small mm-hmm. so it sits well in my my tummy or mm-hmm. I will have a Greek yogurt so one mm-hmm. of those two things 3:30 an hour before I go work out and as long as I am oh and the other thing I do on Monday Wednesday and Friday my breakfast is usually a protein oatmeal um okay so instead of just being heavy protein, it's my carbs are a little bit higher earlier in the day. And I've just yep. found that having that protein 
throwing a scoop of protein in my oatmeal um, and maybe some nuts or raisins because I need the fats. <laughs> so, yeah, right, right. Um, Talked about nuts, chia seeds, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's a great addition. Yeah, seeds, yeah, and just different things mm-hmm. in the oatmeal. And that's Monday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings so that I feel yeah. like I'm getting a little bit more of a carb load on those days. And yep. I save my protein um, for when I get home after I work out. And then mm-hmm. that's the other thing. When I get home, it's usually 5.30, quarter to six, and then I'll have mm-hmm. my meal. And the meal yeah. is right now, it's protein and some carb of some mm-hmm. type. Um, yeah. And I just, and then my snack every night is usually a Greek yogurt with some granola in it. And that's just, and that. it just works really well for me. And I feel, I feel good. And I get up the next mm-hmm. morning and I'm like, why, why am I so happy? Why do I feel so good? <laughs> and it, it has to be the nutrition. I mean, it's the working out also, but the nutrition, um, doing, eating what I need to be eating is really making a difference in my life. Yeah. And I, you know, it's funny. I, I'm glad that you mentioned that. I remember us talking about that when you were like, I sleep so much better and I'm feeling, I wake up and I'm actually like refreshed. And I remember that was like a big deal for you. And I remember us talking about that in one of our sessions. And I was like, that's awesome because gosh, I don't know about you, but there's so many of us and myself included. I I sometimes, if I didn't, you know, I didn't eat well, I had a work and I just go to bed. I feel like garbage, Mm -hmm. you know, like don't even sleep good. Just wake up. You're like, oh, I didn't, did I even sleep last night? Like, you know, it's frustrating. It's a cycle. It goes over and over. No, I'd love to hear that. Yeah. Um, so let's talk then um, our next increase then, because so you would come back and you're like, I really want to be gaining a little bit more muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, how do we do that? And so we we decided to challenge, give it a little bit of a stretch goal of maybe trying to go to 1400 calories. And we just increased the protein a little bit more, 130 to 140 grams a day. Um, and we I really didn't adjust the carbs too much. Mm-hmm. 105 to 115 grams per day was our goal. And the, the fat 50 to 60 grams and kept the fluids 80 to 90. Um, how did you feel with that so far? Let's am, talk about it. I am still working on that. Um, yes. So, and you and I have talked about it. So I'm yeah. working really hard to meet those goals. And, you know, it's funny because the last time we talked, not only did you talk to me, about the macros and meeting those goals, as you said, if I want to get more muscle that I've got to lift heavier. And so you were in my head today when I was putting those weights on my bar and I'm thinking, can I do this? Yes, I've got to lift heavier. I'm not going to build my muscle. (laughs) You got it. Yeah, because, um, you know, I did the the body scan um, after eight weeks Um, and you and I took a look at that and I had a one and a half percent body fat loss, but I didn't have the muscle gain that I wanted to have. So my weight has stayed about even, even with increasing my calories. And of course, in the back of my head, there's always that diet fear, you know, oh my God, I'm going to gain weight. I haven't. And I'm, you know, and I'm still struggling to get up to the 1400 and I need that to be able to, or my body's not going to want to build the muscle. Yeah. Yeah. And I would just say too, when I was, I was looking at your scan right before we came on today, because I wanted to remind myself the numbers. I remember thinking, even though you didn't gain a significant amount of muscle, you still maintain the muscle and you lost body fat. So actually that's, that's, 
still a good, that's a good indication that we're doing good with our protein. You're doing a nice job eating your protein because you're maintaining muscle, even though you lost some body fat through, of course, you know, where we are at with calories, what you're doing Mm -hmm. for your workouts, you're obviously challenging yourself in the workouts. Um, And so as you and I talked last time, we were saying, yeah, you know, with more gaining muscle, you know, it might, it might take a little bit more calories in your case. And again, we just did a very conservative, you know, 200 calorie bump. We didn't try to bump five, six, 700 calories because that's, it's a struggle just to get where you are. Like we said, and this is you know, common with bariatric uh, clients is that it, it you can't just jump up six, mm-hmm. seven, eight hundred at a time. It's hard, it you is. know, and it, you don't feel great. Yeah. So, um, but I want to commend you because you still are seeing good results. You're still reducing your body fat, mm-hmm. which is outstanding. And I, I want to attribute that to your your workouts are excellent, and you are being mindful about your nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like? In terms of moving forward, I know you've been pushing yourself in your workouts, but you're still feeling like the fueling is is helping the workouts. You're feeling good mm-hmm. in the workouts. Yeah, I think so. I think just yeah, um, good. being in my routine and adding those carbs in, um, yeah, it just in being hydrated, <laughs> right? Seems to make a difference. Hey, <laughs> it's amazing, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Science is just a wonderful thing. <laughs> I know. Gosh. Oh. We all have to, you know, it's so funny because I, I, I mean, I do it myself. I don't drink enough fluids throughout the day. And you don't think like, gosh, I'm tired today. No, if you think about it, a lot of times it can just be you're dehydrated and we don't even know yeah. it, you know? So focusing on that, I think has been such a great thing for you. Tell us a little bit about your mindset shifts that you've experienced around exercise, mm-hmm. nutrition over this journey, you know, in this last year. Tell us a little bit about it. Um, oh my gosh, there's been so many mindset changes, you know, um, I think the biggest thing for me as I've gone through this journey and I've started exercising and I feel good is finally believing that my age is just data. So, you know, I, I've known all along that the number on the scale is just data and it doesn't define me. But I've really struggled with my age and letting that define me and using it as a limited belief, you know, keeping me from doing things. So I think through the surgery and through eating right and through the exercise that I'm finally at the point where it doesn't matter. My age is a data point and I can do whatever I want to do and I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And I'm excited to do whatever I want to do. Now, if I could just figure yep. out what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> that's the last key piece. <laughs> so, that's that whole, what do I want to be when I grow up? But that's right. But um, yeah, 2023, I'm really excited um, for 2023. And um, so my mindset is basically, you know, like I said, in the beginning, you create your own opportunities and I'm trying to create just multiple opportunities. And I, I have a passion now for bariatrics and for exercise. And I try to talk to as many people as I can talk to about it um, and share the knowledge that I've been given and what I've learned through Berry Nation and different um, discussions. And, uh, yeah. yeah, it's just, I'm just happy. It, it's so good Aww. to be happy. So yeah. it's a nice, oh, nice that. place to be. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Oh, I love to hear that. Um, and do you have any advice for someone who may be pondering whether to have surgery, you know, later in life? I hate to say that, but you know what I mean. I know. Because you know? I always, 
You know what I mean? Because I, I get that. I mean, honestly, when I worked in the clinic all these years, I remember people coming in, they were 50 and they were like, um, am I too old? And I'm like, are you? No. Um, you know, 60. Am I too old? No. You know, what do you think when someone, you know, says to you like, oh, I'm too old for that? You know, what do you think? You know, I am. You're not you're not too old. You're never too old. And I have, like we said in the beginning with my story, I have a lot of chapters. I have a lot of starting over. I've started over multiple times and I'm going to keep starting over if I don't like where I'm at and move forward. And I don't care how old I am. Um, I would just tell people to go for it because when I went for it at 60 um, was different for me than some of the other people that I see that struggle a little bit is I don't have small children. I don't have a significant other. And so I sort of get to set my own, you know, daily pace and I get to eat what I want to eat. And so there is some benefits to being sort of further out in your life and um, having some of that, you know, young children and children in sports and, I mean, you understand you're busy. You've got yes. kids that are involved in sports and you know. things that are going on. And for me, that part of my life is sort of, you know, that's all settled. My my boys are in their 30s, you know, fully functional on their own. And um, so being older is not a bad thing when you're going to make a huge change in your life. Because mm-hmm. I don't know, I think... Um, being more relaxed about it, being, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I would just say go for it. I don't think any age is too young. And we didn't even talk about the fact that, you know, I'm no longer on my diabetic medicine. I'm no longer on the Prilosec. I had just terrible, terrible acid reflux. I had to get, you know, tested for Barrett syndrome every year. I had to have a scope to have tests for that and scar tissue. And, and it was, I was miserable. I couldn't eat a lot of different foods and um, all of that's gone. It's done. I'm down to one medication and that medication is because I have tremors and tremors are something Mm -hmm. that weight loss surgery is not going to um, cure or do anything for, but all of my other comorbidities, I'm, I'm good. You know, I'm, yeah, my cholesterol, my everything. So yeah. Remember your last lab panel? uh, What, what a significant improvement your lipids. I mean, all those things. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, being older and getting this surgery, you know, you add 10 years to your life. So maybe I'll Mm -hmm. live to a hundred instead of 90 since 90 is sort of my goal. That's (laughs) <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> no, but you know what I like that I hear that I'm hearing you is that every phase of life has its challenges. It, it has their, you know, pros and cons. And yeah, you know, when you're, you have it when you're, you know, earlier in life, you know, you've got, yeah, maybe the weight of, of your kids and having younger kids, like you said, and more mm-hmm. sh- shuffling schedules and, and having it, you know, maybe later on, do you have, you know, maybe less of those things, but other things to consider. I mean, I yeah. think there's pros and cons, certainly. Oh, um, and it sounds like though, Yeah, for you, it worked out really well in terms of the timing. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure, you know, I think back and would it have been nice to been at a lower weight when my kids were smaller? And so it it definitely, you know, we talk a lot about it happens 
it seems like it happens for everybody at the right time. Because you can always say, you know, why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? But you did it. So right. be happy and move forward. And it's it's great. Yeah. Use that tool when you have it. Absolutely. Yes. No, I yep. love that. So what, can you tell us what's maybe one thing you've learned on this post-bariatric journey that you'd like to share? You know, I think we talked about it already. It's... Um, biggest thing I've learned is that my age does not define me. And I think that's my biggest takeaway. Um, again, you know, I've learned a lot about how I got to the place that I got to um, with emotional eating and um, just different things in my life that have gone on that um, got me to where I needed to do the bariatric surgery. Um, but I think, you know, if anybody, yeah, for me, you know, it's age. It's now age is just data. I just, that's right. I turned 62 last week and it was one of my best birthdays that I've ever had. I was excited. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm excited, you know, I'm in my 63rd year of life and it's like, it's going to be the best year. So I'm excited to see a year from now, you know, I want to wear one of those sports bras and see um, the definition in the back of my shoulders. Yes. That's, that's one of my goals. I love it. Okay. That's our goal. We're going to, we're coming back in a year. We're doing this. All right. I will turn around and talk about it again. (laughs) (laughs) Here it is. I love it. Oh, well, can you tell everybody where can they contact you on Instagram? Do you mind sharing um, where people can contact you? I don't have a bariatric handle um, because of the business I ran was named Pipestone. So it's at Pipestone Lori on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, If for some reason you're a Facebook person, I do have a Facebook page and that's just Lori Dustin um, out there. And, um, but that's how I can be reached. And if anybody has any questions about how I feel, um, as an older person exercising and going through bariatrics, I'm here for you. Just jump in my DMS. I will answer anything and I will be your biggest cheerleader if you're considering it and wondering about it. And, um, it's been the best thing for my life. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And I'll put your contact information in the show notes. That way people can uh, just click on it and they can find you easily. And just thank you so much for your time today. I know you and I have talked about having you on for a little while and I'm so glad you came on. And just fun. And we had fun. And yeah, and just get to chat. And um, But your your experiences, I think, are so... They're, they're just so helpful because, it, like you said, age is just a data point. It doesn't matter. It's You want to use this tool and, and you want to have the surgery... By God, do it, do it. right? And absolutely. absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And a fellow Midwesterner to boot. You know, I love my fellow yep. Midwesterners. And I'm a Bears so. fan, so you know, we got that in common. We just need <laughs> to get them back in yeah. working order. <laughs> right. Our lovable losers. Yep. We're back. We're back on that. Dang it. Yep. All right. Well, thank you again for joining me today. I just am so honored that you came on. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Well, and I appreciate you and all the help that you've given me. So I would definitely recommend, um, you know, having you take a look if anybody's interested in 
figuring out what they need to do no matter what stage they're at. So I appreciate appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Um, so if you want to watch the full episode of this uh, podcast, you can go onto my YouTube channel, which is the Active Bariatric Nutrition channel, and you can sp- subscribe to it. Um, that way you'll know when we upload a new video. And in addition, if you don't mind sharing this podcast with any friends or family that you think would benefit from the information, I would so appreciate it. Um, even if you could give it a rating and a review that gets it in front of more people, I, I really appreciate that. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram at Active Bariatric, as well as my TikTok and Facebook pages. Um, and if you'd like to learn more about my one to one bariatric nutrition coaching services, please go to my website, www.activebariatricnutrition.com and schedule a discovery call so we can learn more about each other. Thanks again for tuning in this week. I appreciate it, everybody. And we will do this again next week. Take care. Thanks, Lori. Bye. Thanks.